Novak Djokovic's 2023 was yet another phenomenal year in the tennis legend's career. The Serbian has now won three out of the four slams in a season four times in his career. Two of those seasons, 2011 and 2015, are considered his best years and there's been many a debate in the tennis world as to which season was best. So how does his 2023 season size up? In this video I will compare Djokovic's 2023 season to his 2015 season and discuss which version of Novak would win. Let's dive into his most recent 2023 season. 56-7 was his win to loss record. That's an 89% match winning percentage. On the hard courts, it was 93%. He only lost three matches all year. On the clay, 80%. And on the grass, 86%. He won seven titles in all, including three Grand Slams, the Australian Open, Roland Garros, and the US Open, in addition to winning the ATP Tour Finals, Cincinnati, Paris and Adelaide. He also lost the final of Wimbledon, so he was technically only one match away from winning the Calendar Slam. He lost to Alcaraz, which at the time seemed like it could be a historic turning point in the sport. His seven losses came to Yannick Sinner, who he lost to twice, once at the ATP Finals in the round robin, a really thrilling three-set match, and similarly, another three-set thriller in the Davis Cup semi-final. He also lost to Carlos Alcaraz, which we just mentioned, in the Wimbledon final, a five-set thriller, and arguably an all-time great grandstand final. Holger Rune in the Rome Masters on the clay. Dusan Lejevic in Banja Luka also on clay. This was a little bit random, but not significant given the stature of the tournament. Lorenzo Mossetti in Monte Carlo, again, a clay court defeat. And Daniel Medvedev in Dubai, which is on the hard courts. As mentioned before, the Wimbledon final seemed like a historic turning point. He had beaten Alcaraz a month earlier in Roland Garros, making Alcaraz's victory even more impressive, especially given his lack of experience on grass. However, Djokovic came out trump versus Alcaraz in a Cincinnati epic prior to the US Open. He then also beat him at the ATP Tour Finals comfortably in straight sets too. The head-to-head is now 3-2 in favour of Djokovic. The turnaround in the rivalry since his loss to Alcaraz at Wimbledon yet again proved why Djokovic is the GOAT. His resilience and one-in-a-kind mentality sets him apart. He also recorded a 9.75 rating via the ATP Tennis Insights platform. This was the highest Tennis Insights performance rating of the year of any player in any match. This came versus Sinner in the final of the ATP Tour Finals. He also had an impressive win percentage versus the top ATP players, 80% versus the top 10, and 86% versus the top 20. His calculated ELO rating or ELO rating for the year an alternative metric for quality of tennis performance was 2,454. So let's compare it now to his 2015 season. This, in my opinion, is his most impressive year. Let's dive into some of the incredible stats. Disclaimer, these are even harder to believe than the 2023 season. So 82 to 6 was his win to loss record. That's 93% of matches won. On hardcore, it was 92% of matches won. That's only five matches lost all year. On clay, 94%. He only lost one match on clay. And that was, of course, that really entertaining Roland Garros final versus Stan Wawrinka. And on grass, 100%. So he won Wimbledon that year as well. What is incredible about these stats is that all his win percentages are over 90, which is phenomenal. And his clay court win percentage is actually higher than his hard court one. Clay courts are seen as the weakest surface for Novak. That is not to say he isn't one of the greatest clay courters ever. He won a whopping 11 titles in all. This included three Grand Slams, Australian Open, 
Wimbledon and the US Open. He also won the ATP Tour Finals, Indian Wells, Miami, Monte Carlo, Rome, Shanghai, Paris and Beijing. Okay, I'm done. His six losses came to Ivo Karlovic in the Doha quarterfinal, big serving player of course, Roger Federer in the Debay final, Andy Murray in the Canada final, Roger Federer in the Cincinnati final and Roger Federer in the ATP Tour finals round robin. So three of his losses coming to Roger Federer, although he avenged that ATP Tour finals round robin uh, loss to Federer later in the tournament. Stan Wawrinka was the other loss at the Roland Garros final. And in hindsight, again, similar to the 2023 season and 2021 season, Although 2021, of course, was at the US Open, so he was one match away, literally, from the Canada Slam. But he wins the Wimbledon final in 2023 this year. And if he were to have won that Roland Garros final versus Vavrinka, he might then go on to win the Canada Slam because he won all the all other slams of the year. He had four matches versus Rafael Nadal, his nemesis, winning all of them against his great rival. If we look at how he did versus the top players on tour, the numbers read even more impressive than his 2023 ones, versus plays in the top 10, an 86% winning record, versus plays in the top 20, 89% winning record. He also recorded a gobsmacking ELO rating of 2,603. His 2023 season, although statistically impressive, does not match up to his 2015 season. However, if we include context to the 2023 season, it bridges the gap, at least in part. He racked up his 2023 accomplishments as a 36-year-old. This is unprecedented territory in, a, in the sport for someone to still be this dominant. He also did not play two out of the four slams in 2022 due to his vaccine stance. So to then come into the season and win three out of the four slams is remarkable. And now let's look at it from a slightly different angle. Yes, Djokovic was 28 and arguably in his prime in 2015. But so was Rafael Nadal and Andy Murray. With Roger Federer also competing at the highest level despite being somewhat older. An argument could be made that Djokovic had more impressive stats against a stronger field in 2015. Djokovic faced spirited and talented young stars in Alcaraz, Sinner and Runa. In 2023, for example, Nadal was absent for the season due to injury. Yes, the field in 2023 is strong, or was strong, but do his rivals in 2023 stand up well against his 2015 ones? I don't think so. As the last point, let me discuss how 2015 Djokovic and 2023 Djokovic differ in playstyle. In the simplest terms possible, Djokovic has adapted his game to become more aggressive in order to increase the chances of longevity at the highest level in the sport. Tennis Insights and ATP certified analysis platform had Djokovic being in attack, so uh, being on the front foot in a point, 21% of the time. In 2015, that was. Compared to 25% in 2023. It's not as black and white to say that Djokovic in 2015 was a defensive supreme athlete with incredible shot tolerance compared to the bigger serving, bigger hitting 2023 version. The 2023 version still has a lot of the incredible capabilities of his 2015 one, but he has adapted his game intelligently with a more lethal serve, forehand and net game to shorten points and avoid marathon matches when possible. He's still able to tap into those physical reserves, but he is aware that, yes, he's still at the top of the game, but his 36-year-old body would not hold up as well as his 28-year-old one if he were to play his counter-attacking 2015 style. This is one of the reasons Djokovic has won the most slams and has broken so many records. He is constantly improving and has an intelligence and IQ when it comes to tennis that is unparalleled. Who would win, then, 
2015 Djokovic or 2023 Djokovic? Let's just say it would be a very close match, but I would maybe edge slightly to his 2015 version. Given how hard he was to beat and how he'd frustrate and break down his opponents. Let me know your thoughts on who you think would win.